sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. All right. Welcome, everybody. Holy cow. Dr. D, what, what's today's date? I'm lost. <laughs> I believe, if I am correct, it is the, uh, let's see. Let me go back here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth. It's the eighth of December. Oh, I like eighth. The eighth, eighth is good. Infinity. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I am so excited. Oh, kidoki. What we're going to do is let's go around the room. We're going to have people joining us coming in and out throughout this hour. We have Ed Langlow. How you doing, Ed? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We have Mount Sage Healing, Richard Ellsworth. How are you doing, Richard? I'm doing well. Thanks. Nice. Lori Cortez, college coaching. How you doing, Lori? Doing great, Erica. How is everybody? Excellent. Did you have a nice holiday? Wonderful, yes. Nice. You get to see the kids? We did, yes. That makes nice. Sense. All right. And then last but not least, Dominique Hackett. Good morning, good morning. All right. Good morning, so Dominique. Say, hey, I like the hat. I like yeah, the hat. You know. <laughs> it's going to be one of those crazy days. People are going to have to be rotating in and out. And I, I absolutely love the whole Zoom setup. I wasn't. Um, because anytime something's unfamiliar, right, you don't, you're not sure of how you're going to be able to hold space for it, but I, I love it. What I really love more than anything is the ability to go to, uh, different parts of the world. And yeah. it was great having Namita last week on, and here we go. Like, just like I said, in falls in Angela Miller Bevin. <laughs> <laughs> putting some lipstick on. Did you just see me do that? I feel so <laughs> Yes. Camera is on. Uh, what's, Angela, what's with the hat? Um, that's called Angela just got done working out and she has her hat on still. <laughs> I, I was going to say, did you have a bad hair day? Oh, God. If you could see my hair. In fact, I realized that in quarantine... I'm, I hate to admit this, but I'm not really sure how many times a week I actually wash my hair. You're <laughs> 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 admitting it. <laughs> awesome. Hey, you know what? The first part of healing is admitting your problems. <laughs> hey, that, sounds like a, that sounds like a therapy, uh, graduate a person in therapy. That's what I love that. <laughs> well, yeah. It's um, Sorry, I'm moving around a little bit because I'm trying to get my, my setup. I, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a good day here with the hat on. And look, I'm doing a little advertising for Giordano's. Because <laughs> <laughs> without Giordano's, there would not be food on my table or a roof over my head. Giordano's, <laughs> 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 local companies, been around from the, since the beginning. And it's really yeah. helped a lot of uh, restaurants in this town get started. So, and if yeah. And my reminds me daily. If it wasn't for Giordano's. <laughs> we used to walk to Giordano's grocery store in Kyler Allison State where CVS Pharmacy is now. That was a Giordano's grocery store. We used to walk yeah, from and- Peabody School over to Giordano's. Well, you know, yep. Giordano is one of the dearest men I have ever met. And he, every time I see him, and my husband's worked for this company for over 20 years, Pete Giordano says to me, you know, the only reason your husband works here is because he's married to you. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. Well, I have a, I have a long time Santa Barbara story. My husband's 
grandfather, my ex-husband's grandfather worked for Giordano's and he was part of the Teamsters Union when it was Teamsters because it was horses. So he would pull the wagon from Santa Barbara, drive the team down to L.A. to pick up the produce and bring it back to Santa Barbara. So uh, Phil Corsentino is the the driver in a picture that's in the Giordano's office. It's a big, huge picture. And the old gentleman in, in it might be a picture of the truck uh, or Team of Horses, I can't remember. But that's Phil Corsentino, my uh, ex-husband's grandfather. So the grand... The- Good story! <laughs> <laughs> actually houses one of the wagons that they used for Giordano's and it's a Uh yeah it's and it's in a lot of pictures that I've seen all over town like they just randomly like the news press had a lot of historical photos um but yeah we still actually have one of their carrot one of their flatbeds front that was it was horse drawn yeah. Yep. 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 Wow. <laughs> you know, since we got you on, on the, um, you know, we got to spend some time together this last week, and I don't know if you stop it. She's kicking me. I don't know if you want to make any announcements. Maybe like it's premature. Do you have any news? Do you have any news? <laughs> uh, I signed a deal with the Braille Institute. So Yay, I- that's good. <laughs> all right, I- <laughs> Dominique. Very closely with Dominique and all the other wonderful people and a little bit of history. Um, My mother-in-law, before she passed away, actually um, funded and helped raise the rest of the money for the Braille Institute building. So there's a plaque on the building with not my first name, but my last name. It feels like coming home for me because I would never have been as philanthropic had I not had the mother-in-law that I had. And she was, she got me into all this. So I feel like I'm kind of creating a circle in my life. That's, you know, you had a lot of opportunity was a lot of, they would have all been blessed. You know, I know, you, I know the other companies that were courting you. Um, and it's, it's tough to, to weigh that out, you know, the love for, and what, where your heart's going versus, you know, it, it would, it, it was a tough decision for you because the other ones were, were amazing, um, nonprofits as well. But at the end of the day, you have to, and I, and I, one of the things I love about Santa Barbara is the nonprofit world, all the wonderful organizations. And unfortunately, you know, they, They've hurt the most during this pandemic. So for me, I'm very passionate about coming out of this pandemic and being able to be a part of the regrowth for these. Yeah. These, numbers. I think that they're all, you know, ready to start anew and and do all the good work that they've been doing. So I'm excited. So thank you very much. And you know, I wanted to make sure I said I when I didn't miss anybody speaking yet, did I? No, no, we just started. Okay. And I gave you all the attention and the love because, you know, I can. I always like to. Know. I didn't realize you were just talking about me. <laughs> well, you know, when you do a lot of therapy like you and I have done, it's cost me $10,000 to be able to say it's about me right now. <laughs> well, this would be really exciting for the teens to have another nonprofit that they can go to and help get their. Uh, community service hours. Yeah, you'll you'll be able to help facilitate teens getting that in. 
Yeah, the, the, getting getting the kids and our teens and our athletes involved with any, a person that has any kind of restriction, I think that would enhance empathy and love and kindness. And that's what this school, what this is what the city is about. I used to always love and respect and always participated. And Lori Cortez was um, the vice president um, during Ellen Manning's, during my tenure and Ellen Manning's tenure um, at St. Rayfield's. And I used to so enjoy when the kids used to walk up to the uh, nursing facilities that we had right down the street, like one block up, and especially over the holidays. Can I ask a question? Sure. Laurie Cortez, how are the kids getting in their community service hours right now? That's a great question because when you mentioned that, Dominique, I was actually thinking this will be great for their character building and it will also be really good for their college applications. Yeah. <laughs> because they're struggling now with volunteer work, you know, because everything is, is remote and a lot of them don't feel well, shouldn't anyway because of the health implications, but just don't want to do things in person. So um, there are a lot of opportunities that, you know, because I also am um, I'm on the board for the Kiwanis um, downtown organization, the downtown Kiwanis Club. And we have been really trying hard to create things for them to, to be involved in because yeah, they're isolated. So volunteering is one of the top things for your mental health. They say, you're feeling down, go out and do something for somebody else. And so actively really like right now we're doing, we're doing these, these blankets that are no sew blankets. Have you ever seen them? No. Oh yeah. Where you weave the cloth together and it's not sewing. You tie the corn that you cut little slits and then you tie them in knots. And we're, we're, we've got them making these so that they can, um, donate them to organizations all the all over for young for kids that's a great idea yes but it's something that they can we drop off at their houses and they can do it while they're in their classes or whatever they're doing so if anyone's interested in doing that they can contact me and i can get them uh i can drop one of the kits off they're all bag and all ready to go that's great. Angela, would you send me your contact information? Because I, I have a, a few students who would be really interested in that. So Yeah. So funny because we ordered too many. So the gal that's working on it with me, she brought two to my house. And I was like, <laughs> do I have to do two? And she's I'm yeah, yeah, bring, hey, bring one over here because this one over here is knitting or <laughs> doing whatever. She multitask. She yeah, doesn't this is for the kids to get community service. I know, but you, she needs community service too. She's, she's, yeah, no, seriously, you need that. That's so. How, how can people contact you if they're if the kids are needing community service? So my uh, email is really easy to me because it's my name, but it's. <laughs> Miller Bevan, so it's Angela Miller, and then the last part is B as in boy, E, V as in Victor, A N at gmail.com. Oh, that is easy to remember. Yes. I'll give you a very simple way. You can text me or call me. I have one of the best phone numbers in the world. It's 805-331-6161. Perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'll share that information with yeah, some of my students because but I'll, uh, I'll, down, I'll forward you an email so that you can have that in writing. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we, we have a great lineup today. We're going to start off with Lori Cortez, 
Then we're going to shift over to Ed, and he's going to do his segment. And then you're not going to believe this, Richard, but this is no kidding you. Now, I have, like, I don't know how many. I'm going to – I'll narrow it down. But you did good this week. Let me tell you, you did good this week. So, obviously, we can't get to all of these, but I'll skim these over uh, – over the break, and then we, I, we we probably get two, if not three. And all I got to do, I did read this one, and somebody's correcting you. And I don't know. <laughs> I can't wait to get to that one, okay? So we've got this little battle, okay? So you're, you're looking at printed emails. Yes. These are printed emails of questions. people uh, asking questions, which, so your segment's doing well. I'm excited. All right, so let's take a little break. This is Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. We'll be back with a lot more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Fantastic. We are back. It's the 8th of December. We've got one of my favorite people on the planet, Lori Cortez, is with us today, and she's going to kick off the segment with college coaching. And Lori, tell us what's going on. This is Bobby in your whole career of coaching admin teaching i can't even you, you, how do you describe it uh, intense i would describe it as, as stressful for the students stressful for the parents and my job is to try to calm everybody and and let them know that you know good things are going to happen if they work hard so but it is you know it's just a different time during covid for students preparing for their college applications one of the two two things i think that are that are leading the stress is number one, just the, 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 the testing, you know, because many schools have gone test optional for a brief time period. Some are, some are going test blind for, for a definite uh, time period and, and tests are being canceled. When I talk about tests, I mean SAT or ACTs. So students are struggling with that. They're preparing and then their tests are canceled. And, you know, I, the best advice that I can give to these, to high school uh, juniors now who are preparing for this is, um, just hang in there and just be patient and just realize that the preparation that you do now will pay off, even mm-hmm. if you have to postpone a little bit of, of your testing. And, um, and then that thing that we were just talking about with, with Angela was, you know, volunteer work. And um, students are stressing because a lot of their typical volunteer work that they're used to doing has been cut down. So they're mm-hmm. struggling to find ways to do it remotely. And a lot of my students are doing things like peer tutoring you know, or, or tutoring um, elementary school students, which is wonderful because it's a win-win. It helps the kids that are being tutored. That's great. It also really strengthens applications for, for the college applicants. And that's a mentorship thing that is so incredibly positive for those kids. Cause it is. Yeah. But they, the elementary school, when someone that's in 
junior high or, or high school is, t- is tutoring, that means much to them. They really, they really enjoy that. And it's good. Role, yeah, you're right. You know, it's good role modeling and it's good educationally, too, because they have that one on one. I have okay. a working with a senior in um, at Santa Barbara High and he actually developed a tutoring platform. He's very strong in math and science and he developed a tutoring platform, you know, to, to, to individual. And he does this. He doesn't charge for it. He does it um, as a volunteer and he individually tutors one on one using this. He's very advanced with math, so but he works from kids all the way from third grade on up. So Aww. that's I think math that is not <laughs> the math too very expensive. <laughs> yeah, and and I think it's the creativity that these uh, college applicants are finding, and the initiative that they're taking to do things that are outside of the box that are going to be really important um, on these college applications in the next few years. Mm-hmm. It, it always has been important, but there's more of a focus on it now because they're just the opportunities have been reduced. Activity and extracurricular activities have been reduced. So, so basically in California, in particular in Santa Barbara County, are we looking at that our schools are going to be closed for this whole 2021 year and they're not going to be open until the following year? It depends on the schools. So I um, I have heard that Santa Barbara, I don't know if this is current or not, but it, last week I heard that they're thinking of going back on a hybrid basis, the public schools there. I think some of the private schools are scheduled. still open. Yeah, scheduled for that, right? Yes. And and then as far as the universities go, um, they're, they're mostly remote right now, but they do have a lot of like in-person lab work going on for students that are majoring in, you know, engineering or the sciences or health healthcare. So I think it's just pretty much individual for the different, you know, the, the different districts. Hopefully this vaccine, mm-hmm. these vaccines will come soon and maybe we can get back to semi new normal. Well, <laughs> as a, tell you, they've sent the schedule for the hybrid and I said, Oh, we'll be lucky if we're in the right place at the right time. Like it's the craziest like schedule, but it's, I'm like, I, I told Jackson, I said, you're going to have to really figure out how this works because I am looking at it. It's like, you're here this day, then you're over here, then you're at home, then you don't have school, then you have, I'm like, oh my goodness. It's, <laughs> but that's what the Santa Barbara School District is doing, the hybrid. hybrid. A lot of schools throughout the country are doing that, but um, I think they're trying. I mean, everybody's just trying their best to accommodate their students and, and give them the best education possible. Even though it's remote learning and it's different, I, I really, my advice is take advantage of all the remote learning you can. Students, meet with your teachers, call your teachers or meet with them online and just try to get to know them. And, you know, if you're having problems academically, ask them for assistance because this is what we have right now and we have to work with it until things get back to normal. So, and the, I, testing, the I, testing, the SATs, all that, you see, the ACTs, you still stay, take them. Oh, yes, absolutely. Because many schools, you know, the UCs have have decided that they're not going to evaluate those. And so have the Cal States. But many of the private schools are, even if they're test optional, they're still telling students, if you have strong scores, submit them because they're going to strengthen your application. So, Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to shout out to Santa Barbara Junior High teachers and Leo Borden, who I think is amazing, by keeping us informed and communicating with us and, you know, and keeping these kids 
I mean, it's hard to have them be at home doing classes and they have really done an excellent job in at engaging them and really hearing them, listening to them and teaching them. So Santa Barbara junior, junior high rocks. That's great. Yeah. I think most of the teachers are really, really working hard. So everybody's doing the best that they can right now. And hopefully we will, we will get through this together, but hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later. So I just encourage everybody, all my students, keep earning those strong grades, keep preparing for those standardized tests, keep building your resume. Think of creative, innovative, outside of the box ways to do that. And it will pay off. Okay, Lori, give it a little piece. I, as you know, both of my boys were blessed enough to have you in their life just to remove mommy. Okay. <laughs> I was blessed to have all three of you, Erica. Uh, seriously. I'm just like, it's a Lori question. Well, when they both come back with this manual that's like five inches thick, I was just looking up, thank you, Jesus, because I didn't have to worry about it. I knew that you were going to keep them and hold them to toe on everything and worked out really well. And then when Joe, I always said the same story every time, but when Joe won some Hanalaka Aki, some kind of uh, scholarship, scholarship so, and it was a writing scholarship, who knew? Um, <laughs> even though he went in to um, uh, Hawaii Pacific on a baseball scholarship, that extra money that I had no way of knowing that was available, actually I tell people, it actually paid you. So this was just, hey, you know, really. So I was really excited about that. How how do people get a hold of you, Lori? Well, my email is easy. Also, it's just college coaching one the number one at gmail dot com, and so that's the best way to get a hold of me. And um, I'm uh, anybody has any questions, they're welcome to email me, and I can I'll, I'll pretty good about responding. So. Are, are you encouraging kids to go to certain grant uh, platforms in order to apply for scholarships? Honestly, Dominique, the most money that people receive from scholarships comes directly from the university. So I do encourage people to go to outside scholarships. But first, I encourage them to check the financial aid links on each of the universities they're interested in and see if there are special scholarships that they can apply for on those. So there are some good, reputable outside scholarships as well. So. How old would someone be that, like, you know, we have a 13-year-old. When should we start, like, looking to... I would like to answer that question, okay? Because I think Jackson is a lot like John John. <laughs> so I I hired a professional the summer of eighth grade, okay? Yes. So yes. we had a professional counselor for four years of high school, and anytime something came up, I threatened with the phone in hand, Fine. You want to do this? I'm going to call Lori right now. <laughs> well, whatever. So I just got rid of, I hadn't, because John's high maintenance. Everybody knows John's like having triplets. So I just, I just, so it's easy. John, no. Yeah, they're both great. And look how successful they are too. But, yeah. but to answer your question, Angela, I work with kids all the way from, you know, summer of eighth grade, all the way up till seniors. Don't wait till he's a senior. I, I say anywhere <laughs> between like eighth and, and 10th grade is optimal. So this, this week or uh, Monday, they had a minimum day. And so each the each they did all of their classes on Monday, which they don't usually do. Um, it was a different schedule, but they, talk to the seventh and eighth graders about high school and this and then college. And it was like the first time I was like, wow, we really probably should start. 
It comes fast. Yeah, yeah. It, does. it goes fast. by fast for sure. So he plays on, he plays club sports. So, you know, there's different things that were all of a sudden I'm like, wow. Like my husband goes, this pandemic took us by surprise. We're going to have a high school kid in this house again, which we haven't had for a few years. Like, oh my God. Yeah. It's probably time. Well, it sounds like you're, you're, you're planning well. So that's the most important thing. So. <laughs> It's all going to work out. All right, let's take a little break. This is Erica Salda. We'll be back with Ed Langlo right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Fantastic. Oh, wow. I love it when Lori joins us. She's wonderful. I've known her for, oh, over 20, almost 22 and 3, 25 years. Long time. Uh, for the longest time, Lori was the first teacher that was ever on my refrigerator. John John had a picture of her. He took her out. He took the picture out and he put her on the refrigerator because she used to always have pictures up there. And she, he said to uh, me, this was your best teacher. I don't know if he said that when, when she became his college coach. That's that's neither here nor there because <laughs> she's tough. Let me tell you, she she holds you to tasks, which is really important. So a big shout out to Lori Cortez, if anybody's interested in a college coach during this time. It's nice to have somebody to talk to. She's really, really knows her stuff. So Ed Langlo is up next. How are you doing today, Ed? Very good. Thank you, Erica. Good morning, everybody. Nice. Welcome to If Only I'd Known. If Only I'd Known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely on Zoom, as well as those listening in on the radio. Today's segment is titled Slippery Rock. If only I'd known more about Santa Barbara history when I was young, like that in the 1800s with the mountain range meeting the ocean at Gaviota to the north, and again at Rincon to the south, that a steamship down the coast or a stagecoach over the Santa Inez mountain range were the only public transportation in this town. If you arrived uh, in town on a steamer, you would ride the trolley car up State Street to the Arlington Hotel, currently the site of the Arlington Theater. Those trolley car tracks are still there under the asphalt of State Street. Or you could stay right on the beach at the famous Potter. If you've ever driven down Cabrillo Boulevard between Chapala and Bass Street, and noticed a grass section between the buildings there and the palm trees down both sides of it. Well, that's all that remains of the entrance to the Grand Potter Hotel. In 1861, Stagecoach Service started its 40-year reign as the main transportation over the Santa Inez mountain range. Partway up the south-facing precipice on the Santa Barbara side was an obstacle, a sandstone monolith that was treacherously slippery, 
Hence, it would soon earn the appellation of Slippery Rock. The horses would lose their footing, and to make matters worse, the coaches would slide sideways off that rock passage. So road crews chiseled grooves in a crosshatch for the horses and the initial three-inch deep ruts for the wagon wheels. And over time, the steel-clad wagon wheels cleaved those ruts to as much as a foot deep, as you can still see them today. And now the, the route crossed a cattle ranch belonging to, at that time, Thomas Lillard. And the drivers would too often leave the gates open and Lillard's cattle would wander off. So in 1892, Thomas Lillard revoked his permission to cross his land. These are accounts that are easily accessible if uh, one of the best ways is through Walker A. Tompkins' writings. He wrote several books, including Glee to the Good Land and the Stagecoaches, Stagecoach Days in Santa Barbara. Uh, or pick up Roger Battistone's book, An Illustrated History of Santa Barbara, and spend the evenings reading through it. Roger's father was Sam Battistone, who originally owned Sammy's Grill on State Street. And then in 1957, Sam opened his namesake, Sambo's Restaurant, that's now itself a part of Santa Barbara history. Promise you this, if you take a little time to learn about our rich history and the way it was in the old days, you'll have a much better understanding of our city of Santa Barbara. Oh, and to finish the story, after Tom Lillard closed the gates on the stage line, well, they moved east and continued their trek over the San Inez Range until 1901 over what became known as San Marcos Pass. Oh, I'm Ed Langlo. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'll see you. Well, that's why I'm telling you. And I will see you next time on If Only I'd Known. I love the mentor's moment, but you're also the, the show's historian, which is very, very cool. <laughs> we yeah. mentioned this before the show aired today. Dominique and I had spent some time over the holidays down in San Diego, and they just had the lockdown. We, they, they were locking this place down, and then they uh, down in L.A., they were actually they had a um, – We're in the process of getting ready for a 10 o'clock curfew. Curfew, right. Oh, yeah. But, I, but when we stopped in Los Angeles, it, it was – the best feeling I ever had as far as the warmth and the love that I had for our communities was driving home, getting into Summerlin. <laughs> I actually embraced so much emotion. Oh, yeah. and I was so thankful yeah. that I lived in Santa Barbara because it is truly nothing like anything on the planet. We just vibe different here. It's really, I, I never have experiences and most of our friends, especially with everything that's going on right now. And we're doing it with such civility because you could actually, we oh, yeah. can't even have a conversation really with anybody outside of our city because I just feel the emotion is just more sided, whichever side that you're on, if you're taking a side. And then even for the people who have to have no side, they still have, have a lot of angst. And I just I think that the love and the warmth and we why I always say this shine the light. We are a beacon. Love is how we're going to get out of this. And I really do feel it with everybody just walking down on stage. I just feel it. So I'm so thankful. And uh, all of these historical stories uh, give us a context, a a deeper context of loving our community. Yeah. There's the the carriage and Western Museum where we actually have those carriages and wagons that Mm -hmm. that went on those trips. And, and, um, 
as soon as, you know, the museums do open back up, it's right down by Pershing Park. And it's a wonderful, mm-hmm. a lot of these kids get to go there in elementary school. But if you haven't been there, it's a beautiful piece of our history. And it shows so much and teaches all of us how this community became what it is. I could do an entire segment just on Pershing Park. It, it, there used to be a racetrack down there. They That's raced cars and motorcycles. Um, the Where the carriage museum is, right on the other side of the parking lot, was the trolley car barn, which I mentioned in this segment. And that's where they stored the trolleys. And that building was there up, I think, into the 50s. So, yeah, you could do a whole segment just on Pershing Park. Well, it's really important to give this information out because the next generation, our teens are athletes coming up. I don't really think a lot of them are aware. We were really blessed because at St. Wayfields, that was an annual visit. Uh, with Pete George I and you, we went every single year to the Carriage Museum. It was awesome. Yeah. And as a parent, I really enjoyed it. I loved it when Pete George I would go into the coffin and scare the pinky <laughs> out of everybody. <laughs> probably, probably that wasn't probably your idea, but uh, no, it was Pete, like Pete has a skeleton in in the coffin now, but. <laughs> Carriage Museum, for everybody to know, we finished putting facades in. So there's, it's an old Western village, all outdoors and then all the way inside. And they're all replicas of how an old Western village would be, along with all the carriages. And we've gone digital, you know, we're, we're now um, putting more video in and things where people, it's telling stories of the local ranches. And it's really fascinating. And I think it's, like I said, it's important for our younger people to understand how our community started and became what it is, because we are a very special community. This is not how every all the other cities run or function or, you know, these kids are very fortunate to be growing up in such a wonderful community. Beautiful. All right, let's take another little break. I'm going to get back uh, real soon in two minutes and about two, three, four seconds with some new commercials. And we're going to be joining Richard Remedies after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Okay, so Lori had had to leave because she had a student, but Laura Arcadia is in the house. How you doing, Laura? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. We loved joining you for the holidays, for the beginning holidays, and hopefully you'll be able to come up here to Santa Barbara for Christmas. Looking forward to that as well. Everything's going okay with school in a master's program. Taking what? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm taking four classes, but my emphasis is on information systems. 
Nice. And as of now, everything is going well. I just turned on, turned in my last project, and I have three more exams left, and then I'll be done with my first semester. Oh, fantastic! How exciting! Yeah. So, all right. So, I, I've got Richard um, here, and Richard, you're not going to believe this, but we did well. We did well. We did well. So, I, what I did is I fished through, and I thought this was kind of funny, actually. What gets me is when I always see who they're from. So we have Sugar Mama and Heavy Heart today, okay? And then we also have somebody Two that, people who sent in emailed questions. Yes, for Richard's Remedies. People are listening to the show every week. They know what I'm doing, Dominique. Okay. So, and then we also have a question to you with, with regards to last week, Richard. So let's get right to the first one. It says, Hi, Richard's Remedies. As we're moving into the holiday season, I am noticing that my sweet cravings are kicking in. My teenage daughter and I both go crazy for sweets, and we end up putting on way too much weight around the holidays. I'm wondering if you have any ideas for how to curb these cravings. What's causing them, and is there anything that we can take? Self-control really is very difficult for us. Thanks, Sugar Mama. (laughs) Cute. Sugar Mama. I love that. I have to pay attention to this one, Richard. Okay. Um, well, for starters, there's a uh, there's a supplement that you can take. It's it's pretty much the only one that's that's usually referenced for for sugar cravings. It's called chromium, um, which which is an, an elemental metal. Uh, but chromium, there are certain forms of it that are more absorbable than others. Um, it's it's kind of hard to remember all the di- the different names, but chromium chromium pico something you, you'll see it. It's it's pico something, um, and you would take about six hundred milligrams every day, um, and that would help to uh, with with insulin uh, sensitivity. Um, so so that'll sort of start to help curb those those sugar cravings. Um, and you can also find it naturally. It comes from cinnamon, um, so you can also incorporate a lot of cinnamon in your diet. Um, Cinnamon is, is also common for, for people with diabetes, so you can sort of see how, how that might help um, working on, on insulin production in the pancreas and, and that sort of thing. Um, so the other thing that you want to do is, is sort of focus on replacing habits. So anytime that, you know, you need to chew on a piece of gum or, or go into the closet or, or wherever to grab a piece of candy or something, uh, you want to replace that with something that has a sweet flavor but is not going to give you that, that burden of, of sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, so a really good thing to do is to keep a little bowl near you of uh, fennel seeds and fennel seeds give you a sort of sweet licorice sort of flavor. Um, and you can just, you know, chew on them like you would sunflower seeds. So it's, it's sort of replacing one habit with another, but it's something that you're not going to get, you know, addicted to o- over time. Um, so a- a- another thing to do is to also in, in talking about replacing those sugars, um, you can start to do things like eat pieces of fruit when you get those cravings. Um, that'll also give you the fiber. Um, so the more fiber there is, the the it'll process the, the glucose better in your system and, and also the, the fructose. Um, so you can also do uh, replacement sugars that are also going to sort of satisfy that that sweet craving. So so things like um, like stevia or uh, or I think Truvia is another one. Um, I, I don't use them very often myself. Um, but also you can also replace the fats. So one of the things that that we do um, in, in where, where we are is is we make this bulletproof coffee thing, 
And Bulletproof Coffee has uh, ghee as a fat in it, as well as MCT oil, which is derived from coconut oil. And you blend that into your coffee, and it's a really, you know, nice, creamy thing. Um, and that fat helps to also um, satisfy your sweet cravings, but it's a type of fat that your body's not going to take on. It actually encourages ketosis, so, so your body will actually burn the fat instead. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I would stick with that. That was good. We're going to get better now. Watch. Can I, I want, do we have time for another one? I'm going to do another one. Okay. It says, hey, Richard. This is from Heavy Heart. Hey, Richard. I hope I'm not bringing down the show, but my 15-year-old son was diagnosed with COVID. Oh, the, this is this. Okay. Let's see. Let me read it on because if it's sad, I'm going to stop. Okay. I can do this. Okay. And has been quarantined in his room for the past six weeks extra to be extra, extra cautious. As a result, he has been spiraling down emotionally. Um, He talks about his feelings of depression and being alone, and that only makes the rest of us very sad. Is there anything we can do uh, medicinally that is healthy and natural um, or even energetically? He has been on, okay, I don't want to go through all that. It says, but I want to avoid side effects and take a more natural approach. Sincerely, heavy heart. Wow, this is happening to so many people. Actually, Dominique and I went on the phone this morning with um, a couple, a friend of ours, a couple, and having really... um, having a big trouble, having emotional. And then, of course, we have Anthony Rodriguez um, and his take on what's going on in the community. It's something that we really need to be focused in on. We should talk about it, but let's take a little break first. Okay, this is Erica Salda. We're going to get to that and more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. All right, Richard, we've got, we're not going to be able to get to everything today. The show just zoomed on by, as they say. So, what can we do? We're going to keep it up, though, as far as energetically and for the heavy heart. For the heavy heart, holistically, what can we do to for people and their families that are um, having a difficult time right now? Okay, well, uh, the, the first First thing to do is what I what I already talked about, which is dealing with with sugar craving. Sugar is something that will exacerbate those symptoms. So mm-hmm. focusing on that, and again replacing sort of unhealthy habits with positive ones. Something to distract your mind, like chewing those fennel seeds. That's that's a really good one. It's a really good little hack. Um, the other thing is you want to be getting a lot of vitamin D, whether that's through supplement form or whether that's getting out in the sun. That makes a huge difference. And also really focusing on the probiotics that we're getting in our gut. We want to focus on soil-based probiotics, which are really good. And, and these types of things will really help to uplift your mood. 
and also eating things like oranges, things that can provide you with with vitamin D and also that sense of, of positivity and, and well-being. I just say, I tell people too, watch a comedy. There's so much stuff on the TV. Stay away from it. Turn it off. Be with people that you know make you laugh. Take a walk on the beach. Change the story that's in your head. And then don't be afraid to go to counseling. Those are the things that I would highly recommend. Laura, how have you been holding up? I mean, I mean, you're in that age with the school and then you're not, and you're a social little butterfly. What about you? Um, I've been doing actually pretty good because uh, I'm, I'm used to keeping really close contact with people that I'm very physically distant from just because I'm like far from home. I have really good friends in other countries, even when I am home. So I'm used to it. Uh, but I mean, it, it's when there's the holidays, when there's things that you usually would gather for, that's when it's hard. But as of like regular life, it's not a problem. It's sad when it's like, you know, festivities, when it's a birthday and all that stuff, that's when it gets a little harder. Yeah. I tell you, Dominique is going to be adding here, but she's not right this second, but we have a couple of, we've got 15 seconds left and she's going to add something. So, she, if she comes, she's running around the bend really fast. Okay, finish up the show, Dominique. Well, I just want to give a shout out that the best thing to do is to talk about it. And to, to even, whether you're talking on the telephone or on Zoom, express where you're at and what the reality is of what you're feeling. And that will actually start to help you feel better. It's when we keep it inside and we don't talk about it, that it becomes heavy on us and really affects our health. When we find someone to talk about, it starts to lift our spirits. And for all of us out here on this show, we were so thankful to have this opportunity to share with Santa Barbara. Understand we're all beacons of light. So reach out to somebody maybe that you haven't spoke to uh, since Thanksgiving. Christmas is coming up. And let's give everybody a big air and, and lots of love. Okay. We air hugs, everybody. Air, air hugs. hugs to everybody. All right. God bless everybody. See you next week. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.